Do you want us to keep producing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there? If so, there's a way you can help. If you enjoy this show, please consider donating to help us pay for the cost of making it available. You can do so by using the PayPal link in the description of the podcast or on social media sites where we post it. Even a small donation would help. Thanks in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Well, the only way to sum that up is this. P.U., that was terrible. Welcome to Rams Rewind, live here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. If you like what you hear, and I can't imagine you're going to tonight, but if by some chance you do and you want to help us out, you can shoot us some dinero. There's a link to the descri- to the PayPal in the description on Podbean and your other podcast platforms. And if you do that, like Tyrone Nelson did, we will shout you out on the pod. So thank you, Tyrone Nelson, for that. We really appreciate it. Yes, Bruce Stevenson, that was pathetic. Uh... And Ryan Thompson, that's that's we're gonna start with that. Uh the shaky backcourt, but not just to them too. Cause uh, quite honestly, the amazing thing is if you go back to the first half, I mean Zeb Jackson, I mean he had two turnovers as well, but he also had three assists. And he was one of the only guys that was getting assists in the first half. They had like five assists in the first half. Um and uh I'll tell you. Sean Barristow and Max Shulga tonight was absolutely awful. And I'm going to go to the first half before we look at their numbers because people are going to be shocked at what I'm going to say when they look at, when they look at the final numbers. But Sean Barristow and Max Shulga tonight, this is the first half. Ten points, four for nine from the foul line, four for nine from the field, 0 for two from the foul line, two for five, excuse me, 0 for two from the three-point line, Two for five from the foul line, one assist, three turnovers between them. And you know what? They can get away with that behavior if they play hard on the other end of the floor. The problem is they didn't do that. Their defensive efforts were terrible tonight. And I and and I'll tell you, I here's the question. Here's maybe not question number one, but it better be question number two and three. Darren Grimes, I will answer that in one second because I did not have a – that's one of the few things I didn't have a problem with tonight was Toby Lawal playing only 12 minutes. Here's the problem I had tonight. The other team over there ends up shooting nearly 50% from the field, 54.5% from three, and your best defensive player, Michael Bell, plays one minute. One minute. You can't stop anybody out there – they are going through you like a hot knife through butter. They had to miss a bunch of shots at the end to get under 50%. And you're not going to play Michael Bell? Uh-uh, Ryan Odom. That is unacceptable. Because you've got to you had to put the fire out on defense and at least try to stop St. Bonaventure's rhythm before you worried about the offensive situation. But let's be clear about something. They got 78 tonight. 
This was a terrible offensive effort for most of the night because most of the night you saw guys out there that were doing one thing and that was looking for their own shot. How many possessions was it dribble, 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 drive into contact, drive into two guys, miss the shot, dribble, 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 I'm going to take a three, clank. Too many. Too many. And you know what? Darren Grimes, you want to want you don't want to you want to know why Toby Lawall only played twelve minutes tonight because Toby Lawall got his lunch eaten by Chad Venning. And here's something else I can't understand: the first two or three times that happens, then you got to send help. You got to send help. They didn't do it, and Chad Venning got rolling, and that wasn't going to stop the rest of the night. Christian Furman held his own against him, and and here's the thing. Right now, before I go any further, there's two people that are exempted from, from criticism here. Christian Furman and Kawani Kawani. Kawani Kawani's spurt gave them what little chance they had of winning. Darren Grimes, I don't care. And you know why I don't care? <coughs> two of those blocks. <coughs> excuse me. Two of those blocks ended in St. Bonaventure three-pointers because they didn't get the loose ball. And Toby Lawall got abused two or three other times because he was looking for the block shot and play instead of playing good defense. Toby Lawall, this was a tough night for Toby Lawall. And, and Bruce Stevenson, that's the other thing. So Kawani Kawani plays great in the first half. Why is he barely out there in the second half? When he's flipping four for five from the field. And I know Joe Bamisil is our guy and he needs to play. But it was not a good night for him. And Kawani Kawani's had a great night, and he's played two minutes in the second half. And Darren Grimes, if if, if Toby leaves because he's not getting enough playing time, tough. He shouldn't have been playing much tonight. Chad Venning had him for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And Christian Furman was actually standing up to Chad Venning. And that's the only time we had a chance in this game. But there were so many, there were so many examples of people not thinking of of the right things. Darren, yes and no, the staff did a bad job tonight. Some of the rotations were bad, but this was all a mental thing from these players because I got to tell you, it isn't just that they were looking for their own shot. They're driving into these situations – and you and it's like that block at the end of the game by that Zeb with that weak layup he tried. They know he's not even looking for somebody. Of course, the other problem is because everybody's doing nothing but standing around. Even if Zeb was looking to kick it, who's he going to kick it to? Uh, no, Jason Hutto, you're not the only one who doesn't understand the lack of hustle, the lack of fight. It was there the whole game. It is there. It was there the entire game. And, and you want to sum everything up? You think about all those block shots in the first half where they didn't get the loose ball and they paid the price. Think about the end of that half. VCU finally makes a run, finally gets this thing down. And, of course, part of this end of the half is Sean Beresko clanking the front end of a one-and-one. One. That hurts. And... Mike Adams Woods has defended well. I think it's by I think it's by uh, 
Zeb, but I'm not sure who, knocks the loose ball away. Now, I don't know who it was. It was either Shulger or Bearstow. I don't know which. But you got to know time and score, okay? This is the final seconds of the first half. Instead of running through and trying to pick the ball up for a shot that you have no chance to make, fall on the damn ball so they don't score. They don't. And then Chad Vinning does one of his freaking, it almost looks like a soccer throw in that shot. I don't know how he makes a jumper the way he shoots that ball because it looks like this. I'm, I'm, for those of you who are uh, in podcast land, it's like what you see soccer players do when they throw the ball in. And it goes in the net, 44, and it's an eight-point game where it could have been three or four or five. Oh, God. I mean, I'm telling you, I had such high hopes for this conference season when Joe Bamisil, uh when Joe Bamisil got eligible and Barristow came back. I really did not expect this team to look like five individuals out there tonight, but that's what happened. That's what happened. And because you're not in good, like, oh, and here's another one. How many times is a team going to be such a sucker that they fall for a shot fake? Because they fought, because this team fell for every dadgum shot fake. Seriously, what are you getting? What are you getting up in the air for 25 feet away? Just stay on the ground and stay in good guarding position. Contest the shot when it actually goes up or try to. God dang it. And the worst one, and Zeb is the offender here too. Zeb, the guy, I think it's Luke drives in. It might have been, actually, no, I think it was Banks. Yeah, it was Banks that drove it. Banks drives in. One, two, three Rams go to him. Now, two of them I can sort of understand because he's in the paint. But Zeb Jackson, what are you going down there for? SM Boost is wide open. And, and Jackson tries to get out to him, buys the shot fake because he's in bad position, slides over, shoots the three. Actually, it might have been pride, either one of them. I don't remember at this point. Who cares? God bless America. What are we doing Honestly, defensively, what are we doing? Why are we going back to some of the things that we used to that used to drive me crazy? Getting magnetized to the ball. Saw that a couple of times. Somebody drives in. Somebody drives in, and we're doubling them, and he slips it right off to Venning for a layup. And I'm like, that's Chad Venning. <laughs> You're gonna leave Chad Venning after what he did to us last year? I know, I know the coaching staff watched that tape last year. I hope the players did. Nay. And the funny thing is, they actually did a decent job on Chad Venning in the second half. Chad Venning only had five points after halftime. What killed him in the second half is that St. Bonaventure got to the line and made a bunch of foul shots and six for 11 from three. Yes, perimeter defense was atrocious, Bruce. But out the defense was atrocious in general. You know, they let Venning get rolling early, and they were so worried about that that they didn't that they didn't stay with their they didn't stay with who they needed to stay with uh on these perimeter shots. You know, Daryl Banks, we cl- they clamped Daryl Banks last year. And actually they kind of clamped him this year. He only had 10 points. 
didn't make a difference. That's the other thing. You imagine telling telling VCU fans this morning, Christian Furman and Kawani Kawani would have 28 points combined. Daryl Banks would be three for 10 and only get 10 points. And VCU would not only not win, they wouldn't even have a hope in hell of winning. They did not lead for one second tonight, VCU. Not one second. Oh, goodness. And and you know what, Jason Hutto? You might be right about that, about them, you know, turning around and winning a game they're not supposed to like winning at Dayton, although that's the end of the season. But they won't if they're not going to play as a team on both ends of the floor, and that's why they lost tonight. They did not play as a team either end of the floor. And it was noticeable. It was so noticeable. (sighs) And it's not good enough. Not at this university. Okay, you're not the best defensive team, even though you played way better defense than everybody expected up till now. But that's no excuse. That is no excuse. You You have to, first of all, trust your teammates. You know, you don't have to double. You don't have to come to the ball every time. You don't have to drop down low when the ball goes into the paint every time. When you come to the – there was a couple of times when they double-teamed Benning and it was great. Fats Phillips did that a couple times, and that's cool. You know, that's the guy you'd go and double-team when he gets the ball because it's pretty hard to stop him no matter who's on him. But, you know, that kind of stuff. Not talking – Not going over the screen. Golly, Moses, how many times did we go under a screen and get burned tonight? It's like the first two or three times it happens, fine. When it gets to four, five, and six, what are you doing? What are you doing? And yes, if you go over the screen, they might drive by you into the lane. Well, at the the point that it was going on, it's like you just have to live with that sometimes. You don't get any fouls on Venning and get him out of the game. He doesn't get any fouls until the second half. And he's one of the most foul-prone guys in the A-10. He had one foul at halftime. Oh, St. Bonaventure, and, and some of you have been saying St. Bonaventure is the new Rhode Island. It's true. That's true. It's just a bugaboo team for us. It's just a bugaboo team for us. You know, and, Mark, and, and some of it is Mark Schmidt is – he is a magnificent coach. You know, he's got to get he's got to get experienced players and you know, he has to develop players over time and if he has mostly young guys it's going to be a struggle like it was last year. But look at what Chad Venning's turned into in 2 years. Look at that development from him. Chad, I said and I and I'm gonna, I'm going to toot my own horn here. I said Chad Venning is going to be an all-conference player, maybe even a second team all-conference player. Well, that, that performance tonight, 19 points, 11 boards, that's what that's what an all-conference player does on the road in a big game because this was a big game for, for St. Bonaventure and for VCU. And does this mean that VCU season is cooked and they're not going to be a good team this year? No. But they've got to learn. That's the key. Learn from this. Do not go out there against George Washington and dribble, 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 and then shoot and then miss. Go out there on offense and move yourself and move the ball around. Don't be stagnant. 
Don't be just standing around waiting for something to happen or waiting for something to come to you. Help. Help your teammates. Perfect example. One of Max Shulga's turnovers in the first half is not his fault. The ball gets blocked. He's got it. He's on the baseline. He's trying to save it to somebody. What's everybody else doing? They're running the other way. Running the other way. Nobody's coming to the ball to help Shulga, and he throws it right to a guy, and they get a dunk. And that looks bad. That That's a blot on Max Shulga's copybook. That makes him look like an idiot and not know what he's doing. But that's his teammates doing that to him. And that's not good enough. That's not good enough. So Ryan Odom, you better get into these guys a little bit. And you need to show them every bit, every play that was a selfish play. Every play where you could have made one more pass and got your teammate a better shot. Because in the second half, when you briefly made a run to get back in this, that's what happened. You had three straight possessions with three-pointers. Every one of them, there were several passes involved. There was good ball movement. And what do you know? The shot went in. But something else. When you have a guy like Kawani Kawani playing that well, you don't play him two minutes in the second half. And yes, that means if Barstow or, if Barstow or Shulga or Jackson or Bamasil or whoever has to sit down, then they can sit. And if you're not playing any better defense than that, then Michael Bell needs to be out there. And I don't care if he's limited on offense. You have to when you have a fire on defense, you got to put it out. And they and he's the and he's the fireman on this team right now. Him and Furman to a lesser degree. The good news is Toby the Wall's not going to face a lot of guys like Chad Venning in this league. So he's going to have better nights. Fats Phillips was okay tonight, Mike Urbanski. Uh, I, would I like to see him get more minutes? Yes. Especially because, again, here's, here's the other thing. I've just seen the minutes now. Jackson, 35 minutes. Barstow, 35 minutes. Shulga, 33 minutes. Did any of them deserve to play that many minutes tonight? No, they didn't. Uh-uh. No way. Not when they're playing as bad defensively as they were. Not when they were playing as selfish offensively as they were. So, yeah, Fats deserve more time. Problem is, Fats had some rotten plays out there, too. He's not in, he, he doesn't get out there to one of the shooters, and they get a three when VCU was trying to make a comeback. Ugh. Um. Uh, Mike Kelleher, there, there's something there's something to be said for that about Furman and being tougher going to rebounds, but I ain't having any Christian Furman criticism tonight. Christian Furman, Furman was the only guy that could stand up to Chad Venning. And Christian Furman nearly had a double-double, nine rebounds, 15 points, seven of seven from the foul line. How about that? Did you think Christian Furman would be going seven for seven while – Zeb, while you know Jackson, Barstow, and Shulga, who are all pretty good foul shooters, miss foul shots tonight. Hmm? How about that? Uh, 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 Mike Urbanski, the problem our coach had tonight 
is that he wasn't willing to sit players for pretty terrible efforts that they deserve to be sat and they deserve to be, you know, had need to get a stern talking to about certain things. Again, there is no way tonight that Jackson, Barstow, and Shoga should have played over 30 minutes. There is no way tonight that Kawani should have only played 11. There is no way tonight that Michael Bell should have played one minute. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Bruce Stevenson, unfortunately, it's getting to be with VCU that we can't have a VCU game without several shots at the rim missed. There was a bunch of those tonight. There were a bunch of those tonight. And it's just, it's soft. And you know what? We should have known we were in big trouble when little-ass Luke, 5'11", blocks the Toby Lawal shot. Oh, God. Oh, I was... That was a bit – I mean, Toby the Wall had a lot of tough moments tonight. That was the toughest one. <laughs> You're just like, Toby, we just watched you get a bunch of dunks the last game. How do you let that happen? Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. And I'll tell you something. The refs were bad tonight. There's no question about it. Uh, but they gave VCU a lot of bailouts in the first half. But I'll tell you, I am so tired – of this team worrying about drawing fouls instead of just making the shot or 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 twisting themselves a little bit to try to draw a foul. Just shoot the thing normally, darn it, and stop double freaking clutching so much. Bearstow was a big offender of that tonight. There was a couple of times where he had the shot and then – and then delayed and double clutched and shot fake for no reason, shot it again and missed. Oh, gosh. So it's 0-1 in the conference to start with a home loss. Ouch. Whatever momentum we had built up, getting Barristow and Bamisil back out the window. The good news is we're playing George Washington tomorrow uh, Saturday, and George Washington is a terrible team defensively <laughs> because George Washington gave up 85 in regulation to Fordham. And Fordham is without a doubt the worst offensive team in this league. We're not even going to talk about the overtimes. There were three of them. And George Washington ended up losing an overtime to Fordham. They should have really lost after the first and the second overtime. Fordham managed to win it the third time. But VCU on Saturday, play as a team. Win, lose, or draw. Play as a damn team. Don't do this. Don't do this nonsense we saw tonight. Pass the ball to each other. Make the extra pass. Because I'll tell you, in all the years I've watched VCU, there's been a lot more times where I've said they needed to make one more pass than, oh, they made too many passes. The other half, the latter happens. There's, there's, there's been times when I've said, ooh, one, they had one too many passes there. But most of the time, you needed to make one more pass. There were so many possessions like that tonight. It was unreal. But you're going up against a team that's not a very good defensive team. So this offense needs to show itself. But the biggest thing is, look, try to get your teammate the better shot. Think of your teammate first before you think of yourself. Because if you do that, you're going to be a really good basketball team. You're going to beat some of the better teams in this league. Because I guarantee to you, that's, I mean, they didn't get the, they didn't have the assists tonight as much. But I saw a lot better teamwork from St. Bonaventure than I saw from VCU most of this night, most of this night. And that's one of the reasons they won and fair play and fair dues to them. Cause again, you know, they, they got it from everybody tonight. 
Daryl Banks didn't go off. You know, Micah Adams Woods and Charles Pride got a lot of their stuff at the foul line. Micah Adams Woods had two field goals tonight and still ended up with 16 points because he went crazy at the foul line. Uh, you know, Essenvus, you don't expect him to get 14 points tonight. That was that was a that was a heck of an effort from him. So tip your cap, tip your cap to St. Bonaventure. They've done a hell of a they did a hell of a job out there tonight. But VCU, that nah, was nowhere near the realm of good enough. And you know what? We're saying all this, and they scored 78 points. So you can imagine what this offense is capable of when they play the right way. But we got to see a lot more of that than what we did tonight. And something else, the crowd was great tonight. I was seeing tweets about, oh, it looks sparse and this and that. That crowd tonight tried their damnedest to get this team back in the game. They tried every chance they could to get on their feet and yell and holler and scream, and VCU just didn't give them anything. Gave them nothing tonight. So I don't want to hear any complaints about the VCU crowd because the VCU crowd tonight was excellent. And that's with no students there over Christmas break. And VCU couldn't give them a better effort than that. P.U. Not good enough. So I want to thank everybody in the video for the comments. Thank you all. Excellent. I really appreciate you guys here. If you're not a part of a member of the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, you should be. Uh, you know, game threads are really good. Game threads are a lot of fun. Uh, we did we 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 took a look at our non-conference opponents and how they were doing today in the group. We had a nice full report on them. We'll be checking back with them probably about the end of January, about halfway through conference play. We'll check back in on them and see how they did, how they're doing. VCU by the numbers tomorrow. That will be out tomorrow. Um, and, of course, around the A-10 is here. So we have the A-10 scoreboard every night now. And then when we got conference games as well as keeping our eye on our non-conference opponents tonight and all that. So that's why you got to be a member of the Good and the Bad and the Ugly group plus these live videos here. And, again, Lord willing, if I don't have to go into work on Saturday, we'll be here live again after the GW game and hopefully a win. God. Hopefully a win. Tell you what, it's going to be an interesting game because GW lost at home too. So you're going to be talking about two teams that ought to be very desperate, having been 0-1, being 0-1 at home in conference play. Uh, but that's the plan is to be here with another live video and then get it to you folks out in podcast land later. So thank you all very much. Have a good night. Hopefully everybody can get a good night's rest after watching that nonsense. And I will, uh, I will talk to all of you next time. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.